kind of surprised. I thought maybe some more Taberna people uh, would be out there or, or people from the third ward. But there were two uh, requests from citizens, uh, petitions from citizens, and our good friend Ed Vargas. Uh, I actually got a letter from him. I did too. I had heard from him in a while. And so, you know, well, we, we talked, and we did, we talked about on the show that, you know, he, he drove us crazy a lot. Ed, and, you know, and, and he said things we didn't agree with, but we never tried to squelch him. We never tried to take his power away, you know, his power of his voice. It was what it was, and sometimes he, he got the knife in us, and sometimes he turned it. You know, it was what it was. I mean, even in his last letter, he had to kind of stick it in there about um, the the pay raise we gave to Mike Epperson, you know. Saying Mike Epperson was, was worth every he dime was, of it. It was worth every dime of it, but, um, you know, uh, he got up and he spoke about his disappointment that this um, – process was done unfairly. He also, uh, you know, talked about the fact that uh, they trust the aldermen to make good decisions and therefore by making this process kind of non-transparent, they were not happy about it. I think it. they intentionally, I think, I think they intentionally made it non-transparent and I think this pick, I think the pick, um, you know, E.T. Mitchell's a very capable woman. She's, no doubt about she's it. very, very smart, but she comes from a background of intelligence. Um, you know, my dad was in intelligence for 43 years, uh, and when you, when you have people in intelligence, one of the last things they want to do is have transparency. It goes against all of their training. It goes against what the purpose of intelligence is, and it goes against them being able to manipulate. And by the way, I manipulate, you manipulate, babies manipulate, you think so? dogs. My dog this morning laid across the door in front of the door because he was trying to manipulate me into not into not going to work this morning. But so everybody manipulates, and you can do it openly, and you can do it through a process that's legitimate, or you can manipulate behind closed doors. And in our government, and what we like to see in our government is open manipulation. Well, that means open debate between people. And I think that I think in in free communication, you know, I, I'm kind of wondering what next if the, if this board of aldermen is going to go to Al Gore and try to get us off the internet. I, I don't know. <laughs> If, a, they could. if Al Gore's out there listening, don't be surprised if you get a call from Dana Outlaw, Mayor Outlaw, and the, and the rest of his gang, and, and try to get us off the internet because they don't like what we're saying. You know, you can, you can, you might not like the message, um, but in America, we're free to say what we want, when we want, how we want. Uh, so that's where we are. Anyway, the the pick of the pick of ET was interesting because I think she was specifically brought in to deal with us and to deal with other issues uh, you know, and I'm to deal with other issues. That require. Uh, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give us that much credit. Well, and other issues that, that require the skill set of somebody, uh, you know, who is a, a low-level intelligence officer. That's well, that's what I think. Well, um, you, when when you want to, you know, this board has not been known. You, you see Randy Foster's editorials in his in his paper. It's not just us saying. It's everybody around it from the employees to Randy Foster to anybody who watches this board to the people you know what people weren't going to Taberna or the people from Taberna didn't go out to the meeting they felt betrayed they felt disempowered and they felt like this isn't going to work no matter what we say they're not going to listen they can't well, and they, they were not going to listen and that's a very very true statement um a point in case is um I believe um from what I saw Phil Buff a, a resident of Taberna got up and he spoke as well and felt that his voice was squelched, uh, you know, that he he didn't uh, he didn't have the ability to know who E.T. Mitchell was or whatever. No vetting process, 
and it's it's kind of sad because he um, I was was following his Facebook and he has posted and posted on ET Mitchell's site her Facebook page you know hey I don't know you I don't know what you stand for um, I'm surprised you never said one word you know they swore in and uh, no no thank you acceptance speech she took her seat went through the meeting no nothing under comments so he was concerned about it he posted on her facebook page and from what i understand she has deleted the post and, and unfriended him so well, you can't do that so and, and you know that's, that's in, in the, post, in, the private, in the private world that's what happens and you can do that you know in the public world it gets a little dicey and, and those are some of the let, things let me, they'll learn let, and let, you'll have to handle it uh, let me tell you it's not the private world she's now a public figure she's now a public official and a public official uh, taking comments off of their web page because they don't like them and defriending people. This is what our elected public, not elected, this is what our public officials are doing now. This is how they this is how they do it and it is not okay. That is absolutely 100% not okay. Every time Ed Vargas made a bad comment about me and he was ruthless at times, I, I wrote him back and said thank you very much for your opinion and uh, let's talk about it. I actually sat down with him a bunch of times and indeed did talk to him about it. So, so uh, it, you, you don't. That's it's beginning ominously. I feel like I feel like this just thing, this just thing. The octopus is just taking down the radio. We are here, radio free here, bud. You know, the word out. Well, don't say anything. Don't say anything bad. I feel I feel very led. That's why we are on the live streaming today, and we'll continue to find areas to get our voice out. Is that you know the, the voices should not be squelched. You know we don't necessarily like them. We don't necessarily agree with them, but we should. They they're allowed to be out there. I mean we see this in everyday life, and you know yeah it gets it gets crazy sometimes, and I think we can. We can have good political and public discourse and be respectful of one another, but there's got to be discourse. There's got to be debate on what's going on. So, you know, another thing I noticed about the meeting the other night, and I may be wrong, and I probably should call Scott Davis about this if uh, he's out there listening to us. Uh, I think that uh, somebody's telling us to slow down a little bit. Um, we're, we're, hey, we're both Italian New Yorkers, and we're excited to be on this media. Yeah, we so, are. Okay, we'll so slow. we'll try to slow down some. But one of the things that I noticed about the meeting the other night when I was watching was the process. Um, the mayor, as he always does, opened up the meeting and uh, said to the city clerk, uh, "Will you please take the role?" And all of a sudden, he stopped. It's, hold on, is she officially the city clerk? Now? I I don't know, and I'm not even going to go there. So all of a sudden, he stopped. And uh, he said, oh, no, wait, excuse me, I'm going to jump to item number two, swearing in of uh, E.T. Mitchell. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Should he have not opened the meeting, taken the roll call to show the official body of people that were there? I was concerned that, that he didn't follow due process, that he should have opened the meeting, he should have taken the roll call. And really, in essence, he probably should have approved the minutes from the last meeting since Miss Mitchell was not part of that body. That's that's debatable. I don't think that's a, a big deal. But um, hopefully she didn't vote on that because she was not present and she couldn't speak to, to that meeting. But I just thought it was really strange that he he delayed the, the, the roll call. He didn't want the roll call taken and swore in. And I'm, I'm not sure that they ever did take the roll call. 
So I'm, I have a few concerns there. Um, but again, I was very surprised that she didn't have a few words, you know, at, the, at that point to say to the public, you know, thank you, I appreciate this opportunity. And while many of you do not know me, I'm here to work hard and answer the questions of the citizens. I thought that would have been appropriate. But again, it's her style. She'll take it where she wants to. But I think the citizens need to keep their eyes on what's going on. There is a reason that she was put on there. And I also learned this week that, you know, Alderman, former Alderman Shabo is still in town. She'll be here till the end of August. She rented back her house for a couple of months. I guess they're not ready to make their move to Florida. And I thought, well, that's kind of strange. Why didn't you stay in office a little longer? You know, why did you go ahead and resign so soon? And several people that I asked that question came back to me and said, because she wanted time to help the new alderman through the transition. And so at first I accepted that and I said, okay, and then I stepped. What does that mean? But wait a second, I stepped back for a minute. And I thought, okay, we had three new aldermen and a new mayor go into office in January of 2013. Uh, Lee, did you help Mayor Outlaw through his transition? No, he, he never. I asked. didn't. I didn't help. Um, you I'll, know, I'll be glad I, to help him now. I, I basically talked to um, Alderman um, Blackiston maybe one time, and gave my thoughts. And I, you know, he he was on his own. He was doing his own thing. So I don't understand why they're. Then you know, it really dawned on me that why did they need a period to to transition. That doesn't make sense. When you have elections, there's no transition period. You know, you go into office, that's it. Now, of course, there's an orientation period, but that's up to the city manager and the city staff, not to the previous alderman. I didn't do any orientation. I didn't do any of that. So, you know, I, what, I what have you, some concerns about that process. What do you suspect um, helping someone through a transition means? I mean, honestly, the, the in, in, in all fairness, Alderman Scheibel and the rest of the board really didn't do anything while they were in office that could be really transited into uh, into ET. In all fairness, ET Mitchell is much more capable and much smarter. Uh, I've watched her firsthand. She is a powerful, smart woman. She she doesn't need any help from Scheibel. So that begs the question: exactly what you just brought up. Why in the world? Why in the world did did uh, Scheibel step down at the at the time? And it leaves us speculating because. This board won't tell us the truth. They will not. They've absolutely proven their inability to tell the truth. So that leaves us speculating, saying, "So I think what we can do, and it's you know, it's no coincidence that the week. You ever watch um, NCIS? You probably don't have time. I don't. I don't. That's not my cup of tea. Well, Believe it or not. <laughs> no, no. Gibbs. Gibbs. Everybody loves him. Mark Harmon, handsome man. Love him. He is dreaming. But he, not in a bad way. But one of his one of his rules is that there are no such things as coincidences. Um, the week the week that ET takes office is the week we're not on the radio anymore. I think you're going to see object. No, no, no. I think I think you're going to see objectively more and more things coming up that she was. I think Dana Outlaw. This is the way his brain would work. I think Dana Outlaw would. It, it needed her as a part of his puzzle. There are things that he wants to do. He needed that piece, so he brokered a deal with Pat Scheibel to step down. That's what I would think, and I think you're going to see that borne out in the next several months uh, because things 
you'll see it come to fruition. Well, and you know, that leads us probably into another topic today. And of course, the headlines this in the past couple of days was that the Board of Aldermen voted for the demolition of the Days Inn building. Great idea. And, and let's talk about that. A I think that's bit a great because, idea. Um, a lot of people don't understand, and we need to talk about the process. When the what happens is when someone's building is violating city code, and and you know it's really interesting. It's it's when you violate city code, the city inspector, you know, inspects and makes the decision that this building is unsafe to the public well-being in any way, shape, or form. And, and it could be as small as saying you didn't cover, you didn't put a cover over your electric outlet. That's deemed unsafe to the public, and I could shut this building down and ask it to be demolished if you don't fix it. But the bigger scope is that there are so many issues with that building, windows, other things, and it became it became a public hazard and a safety hazard to the citizens that surround it. So therefore, the city asked the ownership to fix certain items. If they were not fixed within a certain amount of time, they would be fined. So they have been gathering fines. The interesting thing, they're about $35,000 in fines. I've seen That's other, it? Yeah, I've seen other buildings go higher and higher than that before they did anything about it. But now they're $35,000 in fine. They had a drop-dead date of doing stuff. I believe it was July the 8th. Did not meet that date. Did not fix anything. So therefore, the aldermen do have the right to bring it to them, demolition by neglect, and they can vote to demolish the building. Does that mean the city's going to go out there tomorrow and demolish it? No. What's happened is the vote took place the other night. They voted to, you know, take that course of action. Now what happens is there's a period where it can be appealed by the owner. The owner will come back and forth. So this could go back and forth for months. Then the city would have to go ahead and pay for that demolition. My understanding from, because we started this one. We did. We, we looked at it and it was about $750,000. Well, but then he got it down to probably somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, I, I thought it was about $200,000. To demolish it? Yeah. I, I thought it, they had gotten it down to a, a reasonable life. regardless of the fact. I would have spent the 750 right then to tear it down because I think that's a great that's a great spot and that could be the hub. You know, Newburn could grow into that. And even if it's just a green space right now, I mean, the, what I, what I envisioned was uh, Craven Terrace being demolished and rebuilt with in in a reasonable way. Then taking down the 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 Days Hotel there and having that as a green space and the city moving down that corridor. Unfortunately, this board has chosen to to lock the Craven Terrace into its present configuration for at least the next 15 years, and so it's not going to be as easy to convince people that we can develop down Broad Street. Um, however, if if we can get rid of that Days Hotel and and just make it a green space and leave it a green space for you know Newburgh's 300 years old, uh, we're going to be here for another 300 thousand years so we have time knock it down wait wait till there's wait till things change and develop it as a new city hub right and and you know i i totally agree i think that that building has has passed its usage but you know it's still private property i am so about private property rights and it is still private property and i believe those people have an obligation if they're not going to do it either then you know the city should take it what bothers you about what honestly what bothers I, well, you about, about it, it 
well, it bothers me that it's a it's a piece of private property, and we don't necessarily want government coming in and telling us what to do with our property. But but, and I say in a big a big B U T, um, there are rules and there are regulations that are followed for the welfare of all citizens that I think are important, and that is if the building is is in disrepair or whatever. So I I agree they should be fine whatever, but. You know, you get with these people and you either bring a buyer to the table, you, you know, work with them in some way to work with that building. If we have to tear it down, then we have to tear it down. I, I'm, I'd say tear it down, but this is going to be a cost to the city and the citizens. What will happen is it will become a lien on that property. The city will basically spend the money and then put it as an accounts receivable on their tax bill and it could languish for years I don't then they it. could go in and they could sue them and foreclose on them and that whole process costs money more more attorneys let me, and let me, on ask, and you on and on let me ask you this and let's just let's just dissect this so it's thirty five thousand dollars we both know that we both know that there's roughly. been a lot of, of roughly is, we both know that there's <laughs> a lot of other properties out there that had a lot more than thirty five thousand dollars uh lean against it why now? Is this a symbolic vote, do you think? Um, why now are they doing it? What what advantage what advantage does the city have to vote for a demolition that um, that can't be seen through right now? What do you think? Well, you know, it is an important piece of property. It's probably the key piece of property in that neighborhood. And with everything going on with Ever Evergreen at Craven Terrace. You know, are they interested in that property? Maybe they want to get over there. Um, you know, it's next to their property. They own what's what's there right now. You know, Housing Authority doesn't own it anymore. Evergreen owns that. So are they interested in what happens across the street? That's are they interested? Really? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, what is the vision? I still haven't seen a vision from our Board of Aldermen to tell us. You know, the big picture is we need this building gone. We think it should be residential, commercial, whatever. I don't know if they're just afraid. And, you know, I get it. I get it. There were some times when I didn't have all the facts and I didn't feel good about stating what I, I saw as a vision or a goal until I had all the facts. Maybe they don't have all the facts. I'll give that them. But speak to us. Talk to us. Get that process. We went through this whole um, grant process with the housing authority on the um, choice neighborhoods. And there were vision statements and things put together. So that process was in there. It has been shared with the public. But so let the aldermen come on now and say, okay, this is a great process. And these are some of the steps we're going to take. We're going to push for the demolition and takeover of the days in. Fine. If that's what you're going to do, fine. Then we're going to push for somebody to buy the property or redevelop it for housing or redevelop it for commercial. Whatever. Just kind of clue us in. We get a little bit and piece here as it goes. And, you know, I, I will tell you, you know, as you said, E.T. is capable. She'll, she can do whatever she wants to do because she is so capable. But she will do it behind closed doors. It will happen. And, and, Look, yeah, I'll tell you what, when, just... when, when the Evergreen... When Evergreen wanted to do this phase of the RAD over at the uh, Craven Terrace, um, the RAD was flawed. From, the RAD was flawed from the start. And I went to the meetings with with the HUD, and I looked at all of or at the Housing Authority, and I looked at all of the documents that they had. And Evergreen 
I, I looked at the man who was there from Evergreen, and I said, you are absolutely crooked for what you're doing here. Um, and they, they, at, at that point, they all went into closed session so that we couldn't hear any more information. When the former director of the Housing Authority, Julian Marsh, told me that this is one of the most crooked, crooked housing authorities he's ever seen, worse than Gary, Indiana, which is rife with just synonymous with being crooked, um, if it, it does make sense now, and, and we don't know because this board's never going to tell us, but it, it would make sense that we got to watch out and see how Evergreen's going to play into this. The timing, once again, the timing. And, and you know, it's such as, speculation, Lee. It I has to be speculation. It is speculation. And I'm telling you right now it's speculation. But if one of the things I do in my job <laughs> as an attorney, as a defense attorney, and one of the things that prosecutors do, prosecutors look at a set of evidence and they say, and they wildly speculate about what happened. Take a bank robbery. Take a bank robbery. No video cameras. I wasn't there. The prosecutor's there. The jury wasn't there. The judge wasn't there. The prosecutor gets a bunch of evidence. A lot of times it's circumstantial evidence, which we can admit in courts here. They will take that circumstantial evidence and they'll say, well, this is what we believe the evidence shows. I'll, go, I'll look at that same evidence and go, absolutely not. It doesn't show that. So in a case like this, where, we, where nobody is giving us the truth, nobody is giving us the facts, one of the things we have to do is look at the objective manifestations of what they're doing. In this case, we have timing. We have the timing of ET. We have the uh, coming on the board. You have the, it's not a coincidence that they voted to demolish it this week when ET came on the board. It's proximity to. You're absolutely right. We're and I'm just dis dissecting it like I would in the court of law. It's it's proximity to the Craven Terrace. Uh, her her close ties with with Evergreen and Evergreen's absolute ability to do sneaky things behind closed doors. Those things make a powerful argument. It's not conclusive, and I wouldn't say beyond a reasonable doubt, but I'd say that there's a powerful argument there's a, that there's a correlation between that, their actions, ET, and Evergreen. And I think that we should, as, as citizens, probably watch that. And I would be willing to go into a court of law and make that argument. Um, I mean, it, that's, and, when, and the, the big thing is they don't give us any information. Dana and Mayor Outlaw has put the kibosh on anybody giving out any information. And so in, in, when in an information vacuum, what you need to do is read the signs. You need to look at every sign. You have to take the clues and in, uh, in, in the breadcrumbs and try to piece together what they're doing because they are doing something. Well, we're going to continue this discussion. Um, it's about 8.28 right now. I just want to um, sign in let everybody know what we're doing. This is City Talk live with Lee and Sabrina. We are not on the radio today, but we are coming to you live streaming on talknewburn.net. We're also on Facebook. Uh, we will hope to be coming to you live on Facebook in the near future. We're going to try new social media. I like that. And yeah, to get out there and find a different venue for us. Um, you can talk to us. You can get involved in this discussion right now. You can email us, citytalk at talknewburn.net. You can call us at 252 633-4243. You know, go to Facebook at Talk Newborn. We're going to try to tweet. We're going to learn. I'm going to learn that tweet thing. It's the last thing I do. I've never tweeted. Well, I'm by, by the way, you know who else? You know who else went to uh, went to uh, social media this week? It's Dawn. Dawn in the morning. Yeah, she sure did. And Dawn in the morning went to went to social media. And we wanted to be interactive. We want to be live time. You know, with you. 
uh, emailing us, going online, posting things. We want to talk about what's happening in Newborn. We want to reach out and uh, you know let you know what's what's happening in our community and, and let you know that you have a voice in what's happening in our community. So you know, please go ahead and just stay with us, hang with us. We're going to be bringing lots of new things. But again, we are we are live streaming at talknewburn.net. The the buzz around town absolutely this week, and from from everybody from the courthouse uh, where I spend a lot of time, and everybody in, everybody in town ends up in the courthouse for one reason or another, either criminal or civil, or they come in there to 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 pay up a speeding ticket. But the big huge buzz in town this week had to be how the voices of the third board were just absolutely squelched and there was a, there was a, it was almost a depression of, of the people the, the people felt defeated that they just can't get their voice across How, what do we do about that i mean honestly sabrina it's one of the problems here in newburn it's when you have a board that's willing to not only um not give you information but the the word is that they get vindictive and if you go up against them they will they will absolutely do bad things to you and and people are afraid how can we how can we have free discussions and how can we move forward as a city if people are afraid of their own government does that make any sense to you it, it makes a lot of sense to me and you know um we got to keep the heat on i guess that's the only thing and the heat on is that we're going to continue to ask questions we're going to continue to question what's going on. We're going to be continuing to talk to people in our community and get their thoughts in process. And this isn't, you know, while we're here and kind of, I guess, beating up City Hall. We're not beating up. You know, um, some people think we're beating up City Hall. We are here trying to talk about the community. You know, we've had lots of other programs about people in our community arts and you know a shout out to Kathy Adolph I'm, I'm sorry Kathy she had reached out to me about trying to have some um, people come in to talk about things that are going to go on at City Laundry and other places and we will get back to What's that. Going on at City we, Laundry? In, in the next couple of weeks we're going to be getting some additional well, equipment and whatever I, don't know, I, don't have, I can't remember the details but uh, <coughs> we're, we've got to get some additional equipment for those of you again I'm getting texts thank you for your text. I know the sound isn't very good or it's going in and out, but hang with us. We're, we're talking about good things that New Bernians are talking about. Call us, 252-633-4243. Email us. We're happy to answer your questions. Now, you know what I was, I was watching this morning? You have to you have to kind of talk about it because the first thing I put on, 6 a.m. I get up and there is another attack in, in Paris. Right, and, and I'll, really, awful, I'll relate this back. Awful, awful. 87 people ridden down by a single gunman, shot and ridden down. Uh, the next thing, <clears throat> the next thing I see is the former director of the CIA getting on TV and talking about, well, as long as we have democracy, these sort of things can happen. And he was talking about democracy as if it was a bad thing, um, and that if we had more police and we had more control and we had more control of information. You know what? There has to be a balance. And, and what it brought out to me was that, look, and the people are afraid. People are afraid. Uh, we're afraid of getting blown up. We're also afraid of not having jobs. We're afraid of the economy. A lot, a lot of people here are afraid that their retirements will go down in a bad economy. But the answer to being afraid, and if the Board of Aldermen's listen, the answer to being afraid, the answer to making things better for people across the board is not restricting information. The answer is giving people more and more and more information, 
letting them see what, you know, people always say, Lee, you're, you're, you're way out there. Well, I was way out there because there was never going to be a time when you didn't know what I was thinking, when the citizens didn't know what I was thinking, when I brought it to them, they always knew. They didn't uh-huh. like it. They didn't like it, but more information is better. That's the approach. And what I would say to the citizens of Ward 3 and across the city, you have to use your voice. Don't be demoralized because people try to repress you. Do not be demoralized. Wake up every day. Realize we live in one of the best cities in this country, and we live in the best country in the world, and you can help make it better every day. Well, it's obvious. You know my favorite saying is no is not an option. It's an opportunity. And so my no is going to turn into an opportunity, and my opportunity is to continue to get my voice, your voice, and the voice of others out into the community so that we could really work on things. I'll tell you, um, if today's paper talks a little bit about, you know, um, the days in, it also talks uh, about Craven 30. I don't know if you read today's I read, paper. I read today's 30 is going to be a Craven, residential thing. Though. Craven 30 is going to be a residential thing. And, you know, it, it, a lot of people have comments um, about, you know, hey, what's going on? Nobody's listening to us. This Board of Aldermen is just just out there so tell, tell the folks out there who, who don't know exactly the history of Craven 30 because it's a really interesting history well, of Craven, 30. Craven 30 is the property that is located on on the 70 west side heading out of New Bern you know uh, warehouse, seven, yeah, warehouse I think 700 acres um, beautiful piece of land and uh, when we came into office they had started on the project prior to us coming into office when we came in there, we had a ribbon cutting, a groundbreaking, and the vision for that property was a mixed use. Uh, commercial, big box stores, medical center, uh, movie theater, residential. I mean, there's a lot of acres out the, there. The guys, the guys from Warehouser came in and gave us, the, uh, gave us a presentation on why it was so important to have Craven 30 out there. $200 million a year are being lost Remember that? In retail. In retail. Newburn is exporting $200 million and losing $200 million a year in retail. And so the guys at Warehouser said, you know what? We could keep that $200 million a year right here in Craven County by, by putting in these big box stores. They were going to they were gonna um, build a, um, actually a movie studio out there. Yeah, Red, that was that was one of the things, but of Red course Red that Red. never. And I, and I got to tell you, I remember the meeting as clear as day when uh, Mayor Outlaw, when then he was Alderman Outlaw, got up and said, we don't want it there. We don't want it there because, uh, and he had all the, remember all the re- residents of Ward mm-hmm. 6 came out because Outlaw, for some reason, they'd gone out there and told them they are going to put a go-kart track out there or uh, industrial, he, he was talking about putting Hatteras yachts out there. And I remember my comment to him, Dana, why are you going to put Hatteras yachts in the middle of a cornfield? It's not going to happen. You're getting people stirred up. You're trying to run these guys out of town who all they want to do is bring $200 million of revenue to our, our county and our city. It didn't make any sense. So it just sat idle. I know the people from Warehouse had a bad taste in their mouth from that. And now they are looking to do residential. I mean, you know, I mean, it'll be all houses over there, which, you know, the housing market was kind of dead when Weyerhaeuser came into this project. It was, you know, 2008, 2009, you know, the decline. And they thought retail was the way to go. I still think it is. But 
Um, I guess with the uh, buildup of Martin Luther King with Publix coming, that shopping center, you're going to have some big box stores headed out 17 towards, be there. towards Moore's and, and that, you know, the new Moore's just open. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Have you been there yet? I have been there. Is it good? It is so good. Well, you know, it is It is very, very good. I really is it very, liked it. Is it, it, does, it does, does it do Tommy Moore proud? Of course. You know, there's pictures of Tommy Moore and his family all over the place. And who can't love Tommy Moore? You know, he's one of our favorite people, Mr. Newburn. And, you know, some people have said it just doesn't taste like Moore's barbecue. It's a different recipe. But, you know, regardless of that, uh, David Moore, who owns it now, has done an awesome job in putting an attractive building with a drive through with, you know, lots of seating and you know, I was so glad to be there, and we went Sunday night, and it was it was great to be there. And All right, we're going people, this And it was packed, and you know, good for them, good for Newburn. And, and I know Tommy Moore supported the whole way. Was he over there cooking? He, you know, he was over there a couple of days. I saw the pictures. Place. Yeah, I saw pictures of him. He had his little bow tie on. I was laughing at him. Uh, but uh, you know, but that's what makes Newburn such an awesome place to live is stuff like this. But. <coughs> Now you totally got me. No, no, you were you were talking you totally about you were talking, I know, but you were talking about the big box stores and oh. thirty and residential. Yeah, and so you know we've got all this development down seventeen now, and you know Martin Luther King Drive, the Publix, whatever, and I guess it's taken the focus off of potentially doing that at Craven Thirty. Uh, you know, whatever development is development, more houses, <coughs> more tax base. It's in the city limits of New Bern. You know, we need to wrap our arms around. Uh, these people again. Is it warehouses are doing the development? Yes, again, I'm going to say it is private property, and warehouser, you know, they have a bottom line, and if commercial isn't their bottom line to make their profit, and residential is, then we as a city should say, what can we do to help you? As Absolutely. long as it's not, you know, harming anybody or damaging anything, whatever, I say, let's just go ahead and support them and and try to do our best. In, in helping grow our tax base because that's going to be the number one way we are going to move ahead. It's not by additional fees and everything. It's by expanding our tax base, getting more economic well, development, didn't, didn't warehouses, creating didn't, jobs, bringing people in here. That's going to be what will help our city grow. Look, Weyerhaeuser was successful in developing Green, Greenbrier. And all of those houses there, look what that did for our city. That was the first major thing, you know. Then, then look what they did with Taberna. They started Carolina Colors. You know, this is this is what they do and what they do best. So, is it going to be a golf course community out there? Who knows? They haven't said. And I, I will tell you though, the trend is away from golf course because a They're lot of adults. Well, and a lot of adults are active adults. They want to. They want to bike and, and swim and, and walk and w walking trails, other things, not necessarily golf. Um, and so I don't know. They they call them active lifestyle centers. I'm going to move there. Okay. I, need, I, need a, I need a more active lifestyle. As long as I can sit on my butt and watch. Uh, NCIS, yes. Yeah, sure. I, I love kids. I'm sorry. I, well, I'm, I'm sorry, too. That's not, not, not my cup of tea. But uh, Criminal Minds? <laughs> no, I don't watch any of that. You know? Me and Nana sit there I and watch, watch our I watch CNN, Fox News, you know, that's, and I watch Turner Classic Movies. That's my favorite. Turner Classic Movies. Love old movies. I want to see movies from the 30s all day long. I mean, I'm so into it. I love a good black and white movie. They have great stories, great actors, great, great storylines. I don't see murder like you do. I don't see blood and guts. I don't see 
hatefulness. It's it's good, and I like that. I'm in, I'm in my little, yeah, that's right. I'm in my little happy world. Forgive me, I'm in my happy world. But one of my favorite Turner classics, and then we'll get back to the other stuff. Doctor Zhivago. Well, you know that's an excellent movie. I've watched it many, many, many times. Of course, Omar Sharif is one of my all-time favorite actors, and Laura, Laura. You know, I loved I loved him in Funny Girl, but he's just so handsome and so awesome. Uh, you know, but, but back to Muslim what, but and I don't care what he was. He looked good and he acted good. He was <laughs> dreamy. Lawrence of Arabia. He was dreamy. Uh, but you know, get, getting back to why oh, we're here why, and what we're we doing. Here? We're here because we're just debating what's in the news. We're debating what's going on in our community. We're talking about the pros and cons of, of all the things that can, we do. Can I tell you, can I tell you one, one thing that happened this week that was interesting? Um, one of my clients, uh, I can't mention names, one of my clients is, she said, came in and did an address change for me. And she lived over at Craven Terrace. And I said, where are you moving? She goes, they're putting me in a refurbished, at the end of the month, they're going to be putting me in one of the refurbished uh, units at Craven Terrace. At Craven Terrace, and I said, "Look, here's the deal. When, as soon as you get in that unit, or will you invite me over and, and let me and let me come in and, and and see what's going on?" She said, "Absolutely." Awesome. She, she's looking. Where for, has she been living since then? She she's she's living in Craven Terrace. But they're going. They're just moving her into the newer. They'll, they'll move her into a, into the newer into the newer refurbished area. And you know, I was I'm, I'm glad that she's excited about going and moving into a new place. I think everybody's going to be excited. You're always excited to get something new, new, right? But you know, something pretty new, new paint, new this. My whole thing was, and and I and I didn't say anything to her about that because I didn't want to diminish her happiness. But my whole thing is, look, it's going to be old in a matter of, you know, it's going to be old and worn out. And structurally, nothing is going to change because, you know, I I, I see it from the, the criminal defense side. And the stabbings, the kidnappings, the the stabbings, the kidnappings, the drug dealing is still going on down there, and it, and 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 we did nothing to change the structure of that area, which is really a shame. Um, I was I was I really was excited to see her excitement. I mean, practically her excitement moving in. I said, well, what do you what do you like about it? She said, well, it's going to be bigger. It's going to have this, a new dishwasher. It's going to have this and that, new paint. And so I, I really was excited to see her excitement. Well, um, and, and that'll be a good thing to go and look at it and see you what's come going on. <clears throat> sure, why not? I'm I'm happy to do that. I, I got a lot of good people over there in Craven Terrace that I think think a lot of. Um, but you know, another thing that was in the news this week, just a shout out is to Chief Toussaint Summers, who's celebrating 40 years in a uh, police uh, police enforcement, and um, this is his 40th year in his career, and they acknowledged that at the meeting the other night. And you know, shout out to you, Chief. You do a great job, and uh, congratulations on 40 years. God bless you, too, because it's not an easy job. So and, uh, we appreciate your service. And I'll tell you another thing about uh, another thing about Chief, because I see a lot of Newburn PD uh, guys in court and on the streets. And they, the, guys on, the guys on the force like them, and, and they respect them. What? I mean, yeah. that, that's a, it's a, they're generally, I mean, cops are like Marines. Marines <laughs> are like the pecking order. Marines gossip and bitch more than housewives. And they sit around and cops do it just about as much. And the fact that these guys, the fact that these guys talk good things about the chief leads me to believe and, and say that they respect him. Even the ones who are the most gossipy 
Right. They, it, it, it's hats off to you, Chief, for, right. for, for building that in our city. So, we, so in the weeks weeks coming up, we're going to continue to talk about what's in the newspaper, what's going on in New Bern. We will have some guests. We're going to get our equip, equipment upgraded so that our live streaming will sound better. You'll be able to see us better. We're going to try to get us. We need a new app. We're going to try to get us live on apps. Facebook. We're on an app. So, so what we're going to do is... If Are we, we on an app? If we could be live streaming on Facebook, know we're we're just give us another platform to be out there. But we will get our message out. We will get our voice out. And, and oh, it is out. Well, it is out. And, and it's like it's like a, a Pandora. And once it's out of the bag, you can't put that genie back in there. Right. And you know, I, I'm I'm gonna say this. We we've got you know, 15 minutes till we close. Um, I had several comments to me this week, Lee, about the recent event, recent events, your letter. It uh, looks like your your letter to Pat Shavel has gone viral out in the community, and everybody's getting copies of it. And what the letter? The, the letter the, to the not, editor? Yeah, the not no, the not nice letter. Oh God! To, to, to she didn't send them. She didn't send them a letter where she called me a money morning drunk and child. Yeah, I mean, that's regardless of the fact. But you know, my comment to everybody and and today is I don't condone that. Neither I don't, do I. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't condone Neither do that. I. Um, you know, I think it was a, a, a knee-jerk reaction. It was. We, all, we all have that one. It absolutely was. But, but. Am I proud of it? No. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you this right now. I would rather stand with you and be here with you than 10 of Dana's ETs, whoever, whoever, because um, I. it's more important to me, to somebody not to lie to me, not to... Um, throw me under the bus, not to betray me. To me, that means everything. And in this day and time, that number's getting fewer and fewer. So I'm going to stick with the people that are there. So I'm, I'm here. Hey, look, stick with you. So, we got great chemistry. Um, I, do, I do need to calm you down sometimes. You that's my you. job, and I don't mind doing that. Look, I, but let's let's get out there and I, I got mad. Tell the I truth. got mad. She got under my skin, and I yeah. I, I, people, I got mad. Get a, look, people get under my, my skin, skin, but. It's how you react to it. I've reacted badly. And you reacted badly, and, and that's okay, and I forgive you for that, and, you know, I'm forgiven every day because I fall short every day. Every day I fall short. Look, and I'm a work, I am a work in progress, but, rubble, 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 rubble. yeah, but, then you know, I'm, work I'm, in progress right now is, shovel in me but what's important to me right now is this city. I love this city. There, and I'm one of thousands of people that love this city. And want to see it be the best that it can be. So we're going to continue to speak out on the things we think are not right about the city. We're going to continue to praise the things we think are right about the city. And you know the most important thing that we should be praising are its people. We've got some awesome, fabulous people with a multitude of talents in this community. Can, can I ask you something? Let me let me ask you something. This this is important and it's relevant. It's relevant. Um, for in the, in the larger national scale, but it's also relevant uh, in, in our little neck of the woods. If you and if you and I want to go out there and get out good information and do it the right way, and we play by a certain set of rules and decorum, right? This is the intellectual thing. I was, if we want to play by a certain set of high standards, and then other people want to lie or they want to they want to um, not play that. They want to go low. They want to. And this is what got me with Pat. It's like I'm playing by. I, I write her and I say, hey, look. For once in your life, do the right thing. I know, but that's where you made your mistake. You should have never even written that. Why? It's because my it alderman. A, I understand. That's my alderman. Okay. okay. 
I can't write my album and say well, just do the right thing. I, I already knew that. But, and, and you knew that it, but it was going to strike that chord. You and her have had this toxic thing going on, and it would have been better not, just not me. to say you know, you know how I many people, understand. You know understand. how many people have come up to me and said they've written their album on Tribal, and she sends back horrible things to them? Well, I, I can't go anywhere without people look, saying she's not it. even the alderman anymore. And she's she got telling, a 15 minute thing. And she's telling people, oh, why did you say what you said? That's malicious. That's this. And you know she's not even the author. All right, all right then strike, strike that, strike all that. What if what? How do you deal with? How do you deal with it when when you want to play the above board game and people are going to? And we all know negative works because Trump is out there being negative. Everybody does negative campaigning, negative this, negative that. If we all agree to play by one set of, and that's why I like the court of law. Never, I've been practicing law for 15 years, day in and day out. I go into the courthouse. Some days I win. Some days I lose, but at the end of every day, I shake the people on the other hand side and say, good job, what can right, I do better? Right. And you know why we can do that? Because we all play by a, a rules of professional conduct. But in the, in the world of politics, there are no rules of professional conduct, and I'm a bit lost at it. And, and that's what bothers me. I'm a bit lost at it because when everybody isn't going to conduct themselves in the, in, the, in the professional way the lawyers do, I don't know where to go. Right. I will sink to their level. And it's like, you want to go – Shut anybody. You want to go to that level? I'll go to that level. I'll be no, better no, than you. I know. And, I know. and that is what. But what and that's we what want to do is we you, want to have good, good public discourse, teach, and we're going to continue. Yes. Me. No. But, tell me. Tell me why. How how you deal with that? How you honestly? How you deal with that? Well, I, I guess it's the the turn the other cheek. It's the I I can put my head on the pillow every night, knowing that I've done nothing wrong, knowing that. Um, I have been professional in my approach. I've based it on that facts. Sucks. That's, uh, that's, you know, I mean, it is what it is. That sucks. I, that's, just, you're I right. know it does. But, no, you're right, but it but sucks. But guess what? You know, at the end of the day, nobody's taking my my husband or my children away from me. I have a home. I have, you know, I, I'm blessed beyond measure. And why would I let some snip or somebody who is just mean-spirited and mean-hearted and manipulative and backstabbing. Why would I let them control my life? All right. And I'm not letting that happen. No. But it doesn't take my voice away. It continues. It fuels my voice. What it does, it fuels my voice to make sure that I am getting out there and I am exposing and showing people. I just people, want to get them one sometimes I, when they when I they understand, them, I just but you know, that's, that's, excuse me, that's the mayor outlaw way of doing business. All right. All right. Gotcha. All right. His whole MO is gotcha. Hey, I'm right. the element of surprise and I gotcha. I'm going to make you look so bad. And that's not the way to do business. If, if, if you say something and I disagree with you, then I disagree with you. And that's it. And the reason I disagree with you is A, B, C, and D. If I'm going to complain about something, I'm going to have a solution for something. But what if they're sneaking, the around, they're sneaking around the community going, well, and that's fine. Then it's on their head. If they want to sneak around the community and talk behind our back and try to usurp us, knock yourself out. If they get if they get a high from doing that, that's fine because I'm still holding my head up. I can still walk down that street, and I'm respected by the public because they know that I I speak the truth, but I speak the truth in fact, and I'm just saying it for the betterment of Newburn. Period.
and not to get back at somebody. Well, so, and that's the way it is, and that's all right. that's how I'm going to do business. No, you, you do. <laughs> you, you make a valid you make a valid point, but you, you do make a valid point. But and for me, I like winning. And if you're going to play, if, if we all like to win. Hold on, you know? in a court of law, in a court of law, I will go and I'll use their the, every law and every rule to win. Um, and if and then if we're going to be out in, the, in politics and, and with the and they're playing dirty politics, I will still figure out a way to win and beat them at their own game. But what I'm learning is that isn't the way to go. Um, that isn't the way to go because it does it does appear it, it feels good at first. It just appears to diminish the message in the long run. Well, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it does because what do you really win? It's about feels good at the time it's sometimes. A, you know, we lose a lot of battles as long as you win the war. You know, you win some and you lose a lot. And and let's look at percentages. You know, the best player in Major League Baseball can bat 300 or 385 and considered the best at the game. You know, and and so that means he doesn't doesn't win it every time. The best pitcher doesn't win it every time. But you know, we we're out. We're gonna. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna swing every day. Sometimes I'll hit the ball. Sometimes I won't. But I still go out there because it's important to me that this community be the best that it can be, that we have elected officials that are accessible, that are transparent, that give answers, that if you're asked a question, and you know, leadership is about making choices. Sometimes they're good choices. In your case, sometimes they're bad choices. I make bad choices. But it's about making choices. You can't go up there and go, well, I don't know. Um, I can't commit to you. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and then you get up there and you give a two-sided answer. You can't do that. You stand up and say, hey, you know, I've done this and because. Based on the facts that you don't, you know, the famous no votes of, of our mayor. He votes no and doesn't tell anybody why. And it's okay to vote no. I never had an issue with him voting no. My issue was the fact that he never told us why. He never participated in the discussion. The vote just came and he voted no. And that is not all right in my book. You vote yes, you vote no. Let people know where you stand and either let them support you or be against you based on where you stand. And, and that's it. I think it's pure and simple. And maybe the politics of this country would be better if people were more out there. Agree, disagree with Trump. He's out there and you know where he stands. Either you like him or you don't like him, but you know where he doesn't want him. All right. And, you know, we've got to kind of... We got to get back to that, and it, it bothers me. But I'm going to continue to be out on the sidewalks. I'm going to continue to be talking to the people that I admire and respect, of which there are many. And I'm going to continue to talk to to people, just good citizens in our community. And there are and their many. Their whole life is just they've got to get up, they've got to go to work, they've got to take care of their family, their home, you know, extended family. They don't have time for this mess. This is petty mess to them. They could care less. Because they're out there trying to live the American dream. But but we're on the other side trying to fight to make sure they can keep that American dream. And that the city is clean and safe and, and affordable. And all those things that elected officials want for their citizens, that's what we're out there. And when we see that that might be in jeopardy, that's when you and I are speaking out. And that's when they don't like it. Because what we have done is we have challenged their authority or their decision. But public, that's what public discourse is, is challenging that thought process. Tell me who doesn't do that at home, at work, at school, at church, 
whatever. That's why you have committees and boards to talk about things. Well, here's our board of aldermen. Get it out there. Discuss it. Get it to the public. You know, I, I don't, I, I have to give Scott, I want to a shout out to Scott Basie. He does a great job of holding these listening sessions for his constituency, be it River Bend, Trent Woods, the base of his constituency. And sometimes he'll have one person show up, no people, sometimes he'll have 10 people show up. But he's out there he saying, does it every time. he does it every time and he says, hey, what are, you, what are you talking about? What are your issues and problems? I want to listen to you. He's not there to tell them yes, no, he's there to listen to them. I have yet to see an alderman do that. Now, they go to the meetings. They go to some of the neighborhood meetings, whatever. Maybe that is their listening session. If that's it, tell the public that's what you're doing. But be there. Listen. Let's get engaged We used to do the meetings in different... In di we, used yeah, to we didn't do a good job, though. We could have done better. We could have done better, but at least we tried. Well, and, and again, it's when you've got all these differing opinions on the board and trying to bring everybody together, and everybody's playing games. Everybody's trying to outmaneuver one another when you get on the board of aldermen. I never saw such in my life, but... And then you get accused. You try to make an exception and do something and bring everybody together. Then you get accused of controlling it. Uh, you know, I'm not even going there, but um, that's kind of what we're having. But, you know, we got two minutes here, Lee. We're going to keep to our schedule 8 to 9 a.m. We've got two can you minutes. Can you download this podcast later? Uh, Mr. Uh, producer, yes. yes, you'll be able to download this podcast and hopefully you'll be able to hear it a little bit better, you know, um, in a little while, give them a while to get it up and online, but we are going to try to go into the world of social media. We hope to have a, a radio station here in the next few weeks. We'll be in touch, watch our website, watch our Facebook page, but our voice will not be silenced. I will tell you, we will continue. I don't care if I have to get a soapbox on the street corner. They used to do that in England. They have the, they have the they speaker's did. corner. We will, we will continue to get our word out. We will continue to be the voice, to be another voice for New Bern. But you are listening to us today on talknewburn.net. We are live streaming um, our Facebook. We hope to have that up and going. But but check back with us. We will continue. By the way, I love that brooch. Is that a necklace? Yeah, thank you. Is that a necklace or a brooch? Yeah, it's a necklace. What's it? I mean, what's the difference? A brooch is a pen. It's a pendant. Yeah, a pendant. Whatever. I like it. Thank I mean, you. was it an aquamarine? Yes, it is. Italy? No. I've never Kate's seen that before. Love, love Kate Spade. That's Kate Spade? <laughs> yeah, but anyway. All right, Lee. No, I do. I let's like that. Let's get out there. Let's talk New Bern, and we're going to see everybody on the sidewalks, aren't we? <laughs> everybody, we'll great weekend. Stay cool. Uh, Chamber, Marshall Tucker Band tonight out on the waterfront. Great night for a concert. Just bring a lot of water. Bring the ice pack because it's going to be really hot outside. So everybody, have a great weekend. Lee, you have a great weekend. I'm going to the beach. And we'll see you on the sidewalks. Great sidewalk. day, everybody.